Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen Podcast. I am Jumpy, and I am joined by... Rip. Not a lot of people know that Rip is short, or Rapunzel. (laughs) So today... Yes, Rapunzel. And my name is Jumpy. Jumbalaya. Jumbalaya. But people always call me Jumpy. <laughs> so today we are recapping, not recapping, but we're talking about Archive 81 as a whole. Yes. We are kind of doing the wrap up, the season one wrap up. There you go. So I think we're just going to take it easy today. We're going to talk about what we liked about the show. What we didn't like, which really isn't a long list because we, <laughs> left, we love the show. Yes. Um, Spoilers, we love the show. If yeah. We didn't catch our I mean, episodes. <laughs> It'd be weird to start, start with the season recap. <laughs> I mean, it's not that weird. They might just be like, I don't really want to listen to all that. I just want to hear what they thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we loved it. So if you loved it, you're going to enjoy this take. So, oh, and we also want to talk about the characters. Um, mostly Mark, because I love Mark. Yes. Um, and then we'll talk about Dan and how he could treat Mark better. Yes. Talk about Virgil and how he got knocked out by Mark. Just going to be all related to Mark. Everyone tangentially related to Mark. Oh, and Annabelle. Ooh. She met Mark. She met Mark once. She did. Yes, she did. That mm-hmm. is true. We're probably not going to talk about Iris Voss much because she didn't meet Mark. You know, Father Russo. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. They never met <laughs> Father Russo. All right. They didn't have a chance. And I don't think Mark is like a churchgoer for some reason. <laughs> I just, it just doesn't read like that. What if he was like the most effective? I, like, we don't yeah. know it. Father like, Russo. Not Father Russo. That's how he hey. died. You guys didn't know this, but that's my literal father. <laughs> what a twist. All right, no. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Wouldn't make sense. All right, so obviously we both liked it. How would you rate this series compared to what I would think is like the other high quality, high quality horror TV shows that are out there, like Haunting of Hill House, Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, all the <laughs> Walter Flanagan stuff, basically. Yes. How does this compare to Flanagan, Mike Flanagan? <laughs> because it, it is comparable in my mind because like I had the same feeling as I was watching both of them to an extent. They're all obviously a little different than each other, but in terms of quality, I was enjoying it just as much. Yeah, it had a different pace to it. I, I think it's the best word. Um, yeah. It really... It was good. Yeah. It was a good difference, but... Yeah, like uh, Midnight Mass definitely had a faster pace, uh, as we talked about before. Uh, had to do with being a miniseries, though. Yeah, Bly Manor and... Oh, these are all like eight episodes, right? I think they're all eight episodes. Maybe Midnight Mass like seven on I, purpose. I feel like Haunting a Hill House was longer. Ten episodes, maybe. But, yeah. it, you know, they're all short ser- um, seasons hour-long episodes which i find perfect i to me i don't know horror and just a season long of hour-long episodes just works even chucky you know what i mean 
Yeah. It gives you enough time to flesh out the characters, care about them, and then introduce the scary thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which, to me, the horror behind Archive 81 is um, the, the not knowing, the mystery. You're not aware. Like, there's so many questions. I remember our first... Um, uh, episode on on it, where we just couldn't predict anything because we had too many questions, and that's not a bad thing. It mm-hmm. sets up many plot points, and you're not, and you're dealing with. And let me ask you this: How do you feel about the juxtaposition of the future of the present and the past, where Melody Pendres hung out? It was, it was seamlessly done. Like I don't know, I I felt just as attached to the past scenes as I did to the present. Unlike other properties, like with Chucky, where every time they did a flashback <laughs> to anything, I didn't really care. Yeah, I didn't want to see it. I just wanted to exist in the here and now, what's going on in the present. In fact, that felt like they wanted to do an origin story for for Charles Lee Ray, but they're just like, nah, this is too much. It's mm-hmm. not going to work. It's not as interesting, so we're just going to shove it into this new series that we're doing. Mm. Not to talk too much about about Chucky, but like <laughs> sometimes if you over explain the origin story of a horror villain, it becomes less interesting. Most of the thrill of it is like, how did this happen? Why did it happen? If you over explain it, then it just becomes ridiculous. Which... And you get like 37 <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street movies where you explore every intimate detail about Freddy Krueger. Freddy's favorite color is red. Freddy. Yeah. He's super into video games and he kills people with video games now. Isn't that quirky and cool? Um, Archive 81, or- you can pinpoint a lot of villains. Like, you can't trust anybody, right? Except for, you know, Dan, Mark, Melody. Even at some point, we had to start having our doubts with Melody. I, I have my doubts with Dan. I'm really just saying Mark here. <laughs> just Mark. Trust Mark all the way. That's true. Because Dan, um, the thing I was worried about with Dan is if he was an unreliable narrator, like if he was kind of seeing some shit. Oh, yeah, that's true. Or filling in some blanks. Like I wasn't sure about his sanity because they did put in enough for me to question it yeah. as we were going through. And sense. I wasn't even sure he was really talking to Melody for a long time. <laughs> you kind of convinced me of that. But if you didn't say anything, I might have been like, nah, he's crazy. He's dreaming, right? Yeah, he's dreaming. He's just like getting overly connected to this and it's linked to his mental health issues that we were talking about with his ex-girlfriend. That's why they brought that up. Yeah. The ex-girlfriend that really didn't come into play much. If she if there is second season here, I'm I'm expecting the girlfriend angle to have a little bit more weight in the story or at least connect to it somehow cuz I I thought that was going to go somewhere big since they brought it up in the first episode with the <laughs> guy who's selling videotapes. And it, it just didn't go anywhere. Well, like, I... I didn't need to. I just, she, like... She did find the tapes that uh, f- that got uh, that Mark was looking for, right? Everything involving the circle and um, all of William Cress's uh, secret films. And mm-hmm. everybody knew what they were and nobody wanted to touch it, right? Except for Mark. Yeah. She did that, but like that could have been the manager at the museum. 
It could have been random lady on eBay. It could have been any character who did that role of discovering the tapes. I thought she was going to have like a big deal or a big role to play with Dan's psyche and like why he's so messed up. Because apparently he went into like an insane asylum after they broke up. I thought she might have meant something big. Did he go to an insane asylum? I thought he went to a psychologist or a rehab kind of center. I I don't know if he was like like one day maybe they said rehab center, but I did I just for some reason didn't assume he was on no, I drugs didn't. or something. I thought it was like a like don't harm yourself kind of center. Yeah, you know you might be because they said in the name of the place. They didn't really say the like what it was. Hmm. May we may have like missed that whole thing. But for yeah. now, I'm until I'm corrected. I I think it was like a a help center so that. You don't do anything drastic when you're depressed. Yeah. And she was at the crux of that whole thing. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, you mean she cheated on him, right? Yeah. The Judas. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is all they wanted to do with her. It's like, yep, she cheated on him. He didn't take it well. End of story. <laughs> I mean, what am I complaining about? Yeah, that was such a stupid little character anyway, because we had so much bigger stuff, like Lego <laughs> and all this other crazy shit. <laughs> But I don't know. I can't help but wonder about little things like that. Um, it it's a testament to how good the world building was because I just care oh, about every little detail that was going on. Like, yeah, who took over for Dan at the museum in this? I want to know who's the substitute. I need to know. Yeah, and he got a hundred k. He didn't take over. <laughs> Did he get a hundred k? He got it. Did he? They said it. Virgil said it. Like, it's in your it's in your bank account. Don't don't follow me. I guess it is. No take specs because <laughs> virtual went went to sleep. Yeah, he's like that'd yeah. be another interesting thing actually. Who's alive right now? Oh my gosh! Because this is it's not a slasher by any means, but there are some ambiguous, um, you know, survival things. I don't know what to call it, but like we're not really sure if Virgil succumbed to his injuries or not. <laughs> That's true. Same um, could be said for Sam or so I guess want, Iris because I don't know what happened to them. So you want to talk about the ending then? Like the why not? I mean, we're not going through the whole thing. Not like predictions, jump but like just the ending. Just so yeah, let's just, just jump do to that. It. Yeah. Start at the end. Yeah. We're at the end right now. So spoilers, right? <laughs> All right, ending. Melody Pendrus. She comes back. She was trapped in the Upside Down, or the Other World, as they like to call mm-hmm. it. And, um, it's the Upside Down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, ooh, and I have my theory about that, too. Uh, she, mm-hmm. Dan went in there to go save her. We know that. We know that she went in there from the ritual of the, the Night of the Visor, and she was beckoned in by Iris Voss. <laughs> yeah, I'm jumping around. Um, but she went in there with Samuel. And one of the things we noticed that in one of the things that was like, like nail biting for me was that Dan went in there looking for Melody, but we knew Sam was just lurking, right? Um, but Dan finds Melody. She's there. She still looks the same age. And as they're going back, uh, to because they only have a certain amount. They only have like five minutes to get back, so they run back. And right before Melody was able to uh, to go through with Dan, because they had two doors, 
um, one was closed, one was open. Melody knew that she had to go through the open one. Something was calling to her, her mm-hmm. mother. Uh, but Sam just grabs her and he's like, yeah, yeah, you're coming through this door. Just go. And throws her into that. But in that whole thing, Dan just couldn't make it through. He had like that thing when you were doing, like when you're having a dream, but like you're literally tucked into bed. So when you try and run, your legs don't move because you're in bed Yeah, kind of thing. Like he was stuck. Yeah. Why does Sam have so much power in this realm? Yeah. I mean, he was. I there. think he's a servant. I think he's a servant <laughs> oh, of Caligula. Sure. Like they met, and he's yeah. like literally not before he was worshiping him, but now he's literally like a horseman. Yes, if I, you will. I, right? I agree. He he's working for him. He knew what to do. He takes Melody out, and she goes back to the present day. But Dan wakes up, and he's in uh, nineteen ninety four after the visor burned down. He was uh, told that he was the only survivor. Well, not the only survivor, but um, he was one of the few uh, survivors. Yeah. So now we we definitely know now why we couldn't find anything to do with Melody. Yeah. When they were trying to re- look for it, like when Mark was researching. Yeah, because she was no the... bones, <laughs> no remains, no secret hiding place anywhere. Same with uh, Samuel. True. Virgil was looking for his brother, Samuel Spare, or Samuel Davenport, and he couldn't find anything. Just, like, disappeared. And he blamed Melody for that. But we I believe his name is Virgil Samuelson. <laughs> Virgil Samuelson. Some would even call him Alexander Davenport. Hmm. Um... But yeah, he uh, so Dan wakes up in 1994, and one of the th- one of the questions was like, is he still in the other world or is he actually in 1994? And the way the creators differentiated the two worlds was that in the other world, there was more, there was more like particles in the air, dusty that you can like, it had that. Just like the upside down. Like, sorry. Come on, come on. It's the same. I'm trying not to say it. But yes, I, it's, it's like, the same universe in my mind. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He goes <laughs> hanging out with the fucking, um, what was that? Uh, Necromancer. Will, Will Byers. There you go. Will Byers. Will, I forgot the monster's name. But yeah. Demigorgon? There you go. The Demigorgons. Mm-hmm. But, um, or the mind slayer or something like that. Yeah. Mind flayer. There you go. Yes, yes. Thank you. Um, I, the, that that it took place in the eighties. This is nineties slash present day. Good work. Yeah, maybe that's the remains of. <laughs> Can you imagine just Dan just hanging out with Eleven and <laughs> like a more mature? No, I can't. I can't. <laughs> Dan's too socially awkward to be around teenagers at all. But they wouldn't be teenagers at that point because they're teens I guess in the that's 80s. True. Now They'd be older than him. Yeah. That'd yeah. be trippy. Well, he's in the 90s now. So, yeah. so they'll They'd be, be like, like teenagers. College people. Yeah. Yeah. But 19 year old teenagers. <laughs> yes, that's right. You heard it first. The Phantoms are um, advocating for a Stranger Things Archive 81 mashup. Yeah. 
Jake. <laughs> Nobody asked for it but us. But... <laughs> and only us. It'll never change. Mm-hmm. But yes, upside the the other world, it has a similar upside down flare where you can tell like the dust particles or like not dust particles, but there are particles in the air that only show up in that that realm. Yeah, so that's how we know that he's actually in the 90s. Yeah. So I like that. I'd like to see how he adjusts. Given his job and his hatred of social media, like he's probably going to be happier in the 90s. He just needs to get Melody back there. Or he needs to get back. I guess, but yeah. you know, he'll be fine in the 90s. Yeah. Um the be- the best worst idea ever. <laughs> so all the Netflix shows. All the popular ones. They do a crossover event like Avengers Endgame. So what, like Midnight Mass, Blind Man, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, Haunting a Hill House, even though it's the same characters, and, and Stranger and Stranger Things, Stranger Things, and then Archive eighty one, <laughs> and then select characters from other properties that Netflix now owns, like uh, I don't know, Better Call Saul. You know, <laughs> Better Call Saul. You know, <laughs> I have I can give you a definite answer now. Um. I think it's it stacks up with these very well, because midnight mm-hmm. hunting. Uh, Mike Flanagan owns, uh, Netflix like in the horror department. Stranger Things is like the top, but he's he's knocking on that door. Like he doesn't need to be the top because he's producing so much good content. I'd say he's he's on the top in his genre because even though they're both horror, mm-hmm. Stranger Things is made to appeal to a broader fan base, meant yeah. to appeal to kids and adults. Yeah. This is not meant to appeal to kids, so he's obviously not going to have the same numbers. Yeah. There's just you're not. That's why Marvel movies are so popular. They can appeal to like, you know, like three year olds all the way up to like an old man. Yeah. So yeah, I I I think uh, that's a good analogy. But uh, Archive eighty one stacks up with all those people. Like, uh, if you want, you just want want something nice, something nice, and give you that those chills if you're into the this genre just go for it archive 81 no it's super good and it started from a podcast it started from a podcast and look what it flourished into this like that's amazing more i love i should listen to that podcast because it 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 must be amazing it kind of ends the same way but it like really like takes a left turn Mm. you know is it is there a season two of that there's a season three you know, really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's definitely somewhere to go. And if they don't announce season two soon, I'll just listen to the podcast and get it from there. Uh, it won't answer <laughs> any <laughs> like, of the questions. Yeah. You have to listen from the top and, you know, yeah, maybe we could. No, yeah. A, I mean, I'll start it over. Maybe we could do a recap of the the podcast. Just listen to it. I think then... that might just get too meta. The, the podcast <laughs> reviewing this other podcast is pretty like much better than ours. You, you should probably check it out. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah. So, yeah, I think it stacks up. And you agree, Chumby? No, yeah, of course. This is up there. I can't tell you like which one's better, which one's worse. I don't know. They're kind of... They're... They're kind of in the same level. Like it feels like this is just another Mike Flanagan property, and he just went a little wacky with it. <laughs> so, uh, any um, K 
can't ask you who you thought your favorite, uh, who I think your favorite character is. Or it's definitely Mark. Yeah, it's definitely Mark. Mark, Mark is good, though. I love him. I love him. Because I, I kept expecting him. I don't know why. I guess he was just like successful and, you know, had a lot of privilege going on. I thought he was going to turn and be like a bad person or like, you know, kind of a douche, but he never turned. He just kept getting nicer and nicer every time. He had that moment of like weakness where he, where Virgil asked him to check on uh, like Dan and report back to Virgil. And Mark had like took his card. And when, when Dan was like, oh, I see Melody Pendrus. There's some stuff faces in the, the videos I know for sure. Like, we just cut to Mark just looking at Virgil's card. But we never really get back to it. He never calls him, I think. Mm-hmm. We don't Does know he? that for sure. Because yeah. he did show up that next day at the place wanting to go in. But Dan kind of pushed him away, even after he gave him the Thomas Bellow stuff. Even if he did call at the time, it was it would be out of concern for his friend. Yeah. Because his friend's losing it on like a remote facility. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. I liked him throughout. Who was your favorite character then, if it's not Mark? If it's not Mark, well, my personal favorite is Super John Smith. I love that. <laughs> he stole every like scene Johnson. for me. You would like him. <laughs> Stay away from the sixth floor. Don't ask nothing about it. He ch- <laughs> the way he knocked out Melody. And the fact that he just turned out to be a bad guy. <laughs> like, just part of the cult. I'm like, really? I really thought he was just one of those... Misunderstood, like, tough guy. With the heart of gold. I, no. I was seeing that too. No, not even. That's what I was thinking. It He's was... like, misunderstood. I care about everybody in this building, but I care so much. I'm mad. <laughs> like, he was the building owner owner that just stayed out of everybody's business as long as you stay out of his business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care what they do. It had nothing to do with me. And just move on with his life. But no, he was part of the fucking cult. And I want to see... So, if there's... <laughs> If this is like an anthology series, mm-hmm. I just want an entire season of Super John Smith and his origin story. <laughs> I'm here in my other building. <laughs> oh man. But um uh, I uh I was really Wait. hanging on to um Well, we're talking about Super John Smith though. Oh, okay. <laughs> you saw how quick he threw that lie out of like, do you even know who these people are? Samuel rents this building. So that these drug addicts could be like, did you see that bullshit? Yeah, and that's so true. Quick. I f- I fell for it, and I actually thought me too. Sam, it was Super John Smith. Yeah, I thought Sam was lying to Super John Smith, but he he fucking knew what to say. That's yeah, a good he rehearsed it. Point. Yeah, right. Oh. He's devious. He's yeah. sneaky, slimy man. They're drug addicts. Mm-hmm. He's helping him because what happened to his sister? She died <laughs> in the park. You understand? He's, he's so he's so <laughs> full of shit, but I believed it. Uh, well, he was a good character. Yeah. Even until the I'd end. I'd say he was. I don't think he died, did no, he? <laughs> I think he's dead. Did sure. he's dead? Yeah. I think he's collecting rent as we speak. <laughs> From the new building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the building they built over the visor. Um, but to 
<laughs> One of my other favorites was Virgil. Cause that Virgil guy, was cool. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I still don't know if he was bad or good. Like I, I still, don't know either. I, I'm kind of conflicted. I wouldn't even call him bad. Like, what did he do that was bad? <laughs> I guess withhold information. Yeah. From Dan. That and was he, the worst thing he did. And though you can make a case for why he did that. Because I like my case would be he withheld information on purpose to not uh influence Dan's uh beard journey. Yeah. <laughs> right? Because Virgil's the guide of Dan. Mm-hmm. And um, he was just looking for answers. I don't know if he even ever it's kind of unclear if he even ever believed there was anything mystical going on. Even if it happened twice, he's still just like, nah. You guys just went a little loopy. I just need answers. Yeah, he he talked a big game though. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's like, ah, oh, that's just smoke and mirrors. Those are just items. But then when Dan was face to face talking about it, he's like, he he gave him the spiel. He's like, that statue has two ideologies that there's a war over. You know. And mm-hmm. he's like, okay, you know a lot more than you're getting on. And then um, when this dude's like, oh, uh, uh, when Dan is like, Virgil went into to that portal with Melody, and I, and you're gonna help me save your brother. And he's like, my brother was an a- narcissistic asshole. You think I care? Was that your ace in the hole? <laughs> but, Which really threw me through a loop because I'm like, okay, was your plan just to figure out what happened to him and who cares or like what does he want like i don't know what he wants but even melody's mother that we find out was the groundskeeper which why did he hire her well it sounds like she hired him towards the end she's like they're like oh you mark was interrogating her like a g because he's the best and mm-hmm. he, and he's like, uh, this is before they found out. He's like, so you're working to fuck with Davenport to resurrect the evil demon, and then she's like, uh, I'm working with Davenport. He was just a means at the end to get all this stuff, you know. Like she, it was like she was using him as much as she, he was using her. But why, mm. you know? Like yeah, that's another a lot origin. I need. There's another mm-hmm. origin story for you. How they get into contact with each other. No idea, and I don't know if we're going to get it. Yeah, I mean, maybe when he was looking for Melody Pendris, he found her, and she said she was um, having dreams of Melody calling out to her, so she knew. And I have my theories on that. <laughs> mm. um, also, I hate when they give out, and I said this before, but when there's like a demon cult and they're worshiping a specific demon and they say the demon's name, I hate saying the name back. Kellogg. Even though it's, uh, it's not real. Yeah. I, it's I, still like, I don't want to do it. I ain't do just it. Just in case, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> wake up the next day. There's dust particles everywhere. Like, fuck. There <gasps> we go. Damn it. I knew it. I knew it. I could have called. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Favorite character other than Supa and Mark is Virgil. Yeah, Virgil. for sure. I still like I still don't know what his ultimate goal was. I I love when a show. I'm, maybe it's a sign of a good show, but I love when a show your favorite character isn't the main character. Yeah, 
there's just like especially for an ensemble cast i think that's that's one of the goals you should shoot for make everyone else really really interesting and that's the other thing like i didn't really recognize a lot of the characters the the actors all of them i didn't know anybody here from something else maybe i saw virgil in something but i don't remember what it was at this point i think i saw him in ant-man or something (laughs) but they 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 did phenomenal that was a great cast yeah i believed i was hanging on to each and one of their words sometimes that's just what you got to do you got to find good actors but who are relatively unknown because it makes you buy the story more you don't have to think about like (laughs) oh like that's obviously brad pitt like i i'm not gonna be able to buy a story with brad pitt ever again because i just know who he is virgil davenport played by robert donnie jr (laughs) man that'd be (laughs) probably be good i mean he's a good actor but it'd be so weird (laughs) Also, the budget of the show would be way down since they had to pay Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. You're going to get like cardboard cutouts of <laughs> Kellogg the Demon. It's going to be a Kellogg cereal box. The there's no difference between the upside down and the regular. It's just like normal. He just wakes nah, it's, up. And it's, he's like... <laughs> it's pirated footage from from Stranger Things because they couldn't afford anything else. That's funny. Um... Chris Evans as Samuel Davenport. Not too many crossovers. <laughs> I could go all day. Just start getting Marvel Marvel actors and just start. I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Chris Evans. I like a lot of the stuff he's doing. I liked uh, Knives Out. I don't know why I didn't like Snowpiercer. Every time I, watch, I don't know, it's just like not my thing. Everyone <laughs> loves that movie though. Yeah. It's, it's no spoilers for that movie, I guess, but for Snowpiercer, there's like they're in the apocalypse, right? And they live on this train mm-hmm. and they're always just moving. And there's like a system for them to get food and they get these little protein bars and they discover oh, big shock. The protein bars are made of insects and they're all like, oh, disgust. Like you guys live in the apocalypse on a train. <laughs> That's pretty good. Some people eat insects like right now just because <laughs> like it's like a delicacy. It's not a big deal, guys. There's an abundance of them, right? Yeah. And it wasn't even like roaches. Ooh, disgust. It was like grasshoppers. Like people eat that. It's not a big deal, guys. And they mush it into a pace. You don't even notice. Was it a... Whatever. Not the snow piercer. Soylent part. green? <laughs> Soylent green is made out of people. It wasn't even made out of people. It was made out of grasshopper. Uh, so who would be your favorite character other than Mark? Well, Virgil, yeah. Just like we said, oh. Virgil. Um, okay. I almost say annabelle but like i need a bit more screen time for her because she kind of just left Hmm. halfway through and i know she showed back up but like her character took a complete turn we were i I was very "Hmm." wrong about her fate and i loved that oh yeah we thought she was dead like the moment she's like melody i'm going to stay with you here and we're gonna look for your mother jumping out like oh yeah peace nice knowing you because we're thinking about traditional horror stuff, but this is not. Yeah. People dead. don't die easy in this show. They teleport through time. That's what happens. <laughs> or burn. Lose their mind. Um, Ooh, do you think Dan is going to see Beatrice at the hospital? That'd be nice. With her eyes all go- yeah. like gouged out? I mean, he's in a hospital. He might be in the same one. That'd be... 
That'd be it good. wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it was like a couple of days prior to when he got there. Uh, I guess now would be like a good time. So there's a lot of references to Dante's and um, sorry, Divine Comedy. Yeah, and Dante's this, Inferno. Yeah, that was, that, that was a video game. That was a good. Yeah, um, for the PS3. Mm-hmm. Dan is Dante, the 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 character going, the main character going through the circles of hell, hell with his titular character, titular, with his guide of Virgil, who was also mm-hmm. a poet. And this book was written by Dante, so that works too. And the person who sent Virgil to go with Dan and and start him on this journey and guide him through the circles of hell was a character named Beatrice. And I was really thinking because of that fact when you mentioned that to me a couple of days, like a while ago, mm-hmm. that there would be a scene where Beatrice was revealed to be working for the Davenport in some capacity. Yeah. But we didn't get that yet. But like I said, she could be at that hospital. One of the first scenes we see could be a younger Virgil talking to her in the hospital bed. Yeah. And he's getting the idea to go after these tapes and then that will eventually lead to Dan. Yeah, I I mean, not to touch too much on my theory going on because I have a, I have a crazy ass theory. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make sense. She talks to Dan first and then when Dan think... goes off on his thing, she is the one who starts Virgil on his path to help Dan. Mm-hmm. I think that is exactly what happens if we get a season two. Mm-hmm. Dan goes off, and just like you said, she at one point speaks to Virgil because Virgil's probably going to be searching for anyone who knows anything about the Vizzer mm-hmm. to find his brother because they didn't find any remains. And she's one of the only people who was there recently and is not dead or missing. <laughs> yeah. Her and um, Jess, but I don't think he can find Jess. I think he can. I think he does. You think he finds Jess? Who, Virgil? I th- no, you're yeah, right. I think I. You're right. I thought she changed her name, went to the yeah. nunnery or whatever. I think you're you're right. You're right. You're right. I'm thinking of Dan. But uh, we'll get to that soon. Um, Dan's a special case because, like, how the hell does he even know who Dan is? <laughs> Nobody knows who Dan is. That's true. He doesn't exist. He's a John yet. Doe. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he does exist, but. There's two Dans in that universe right now. And I think his... Is his dad around? Yeah. Dr. Steve Turner is still alive right now. He didn't die yet, right? Nope. Because the fire that burned down his house hasn't happened yet. Do you think Dan will be involved with the fire in some capacity since he's in the time period? Yes. I do too. (sighs) That makes me believe that if Dan can stop this, like his sister and dad didn't die somehow, or his parents didn't die, his family didn't die. And if he's there, he definitely prevents it, right? I mean, who's going to pass up that chance? Uh, It's... All right, buckle up. 
but we well, well before I get there, right? Um, let's let's talk about my theory. Okay. My crazy ass theory. Mm-hmm. So this is season two is confirmed. Where do we go, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Dan. We don't know what he needs to uh figure out that for sure he's in this uh time period right he's he needs to he needs that proven to himself but my crazy ass theory right because they say that they don't they don't need um the to to talk to the the demon they needed the hymns the 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 people chanting and breathing we need that rhythm going we need the blood of a baldung which are the 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 witches or whatever you want to call them that the the psychics that can talk to the other realm but they were completely against it they brought out the um, the demon and he promised them riches he promised them everything that they wanted they brought him out and they regretted it instantly he just doesn't he doesn't care about anybody he's not going to help anybody and so they used all their magic to to put him back iris voss the person who started all of this back in 1924 just thinks that there were they were non-believers people who didn't worship him enough and that's why he didn't um give him the stuff that that uh, he promised and that's where that war starts. That's where that ver- that ideology Virgil was talking about Dan in the last episode. You have the people that want to burn everything associated with that be, um because they don't want anybody else to have the power to release the demon. And then you have the other side of that they want to release the demon because they think he's going to bring around the change of the world. And a lot of believers are like that change may include the destruction of the world so it could rebuild like a phoenix rising mm-hmm. from the ashes so they don't care um we know that melody's mom is a uh, baldung and she's she's the one who tells the real story iris foss got her wrong she did the iris foss and sam did the awakening wrong that's why um this dude wasn't able to pass through they need the blood of the baldung um they need the it needs to be in the mansion but and then they, they need the right pitchfork and then they need a sacrifice right tuning fork yeah <laughs> sorry tuning fork not pitchfork tuning <laughs> fork uh sacrifice and the the rhythm section the hummers yeah the uh, chanters the chanters uh, but to what they did was that they found out that the videos I think the videos had something to do with it that Patricia and that Thomas Bellows was looking through because he was opening he kept seeing the demon in the videos just like Dan did when he was researching it uh, mm. he but when Dan was uh looking at the videos and restoring them he was opening up the uh the 
portal to the other side. So that's how they got away with the Charon's Comet because they needed Charon's Comet to to do all that during Charon's Comet. But because Dan, uh, because Melody taped everything that day on Charon's Comet, it was like the supplement, you know. Mm-hmm. If I had one gripe of this, it would be that thing. But they kept playing what happened that night over and over, and that's what opened up the portal. Dan mm-hmm. knows this now. He has that information. Um, Virgil revealed that he bought those tapes that uh, uh, Dan was restoring off of a storage unit from Dr. Steven Turner. He didn't get it from the visitor. He got it from when the fire burned down and that was just locked in a storage unit somewhere. And how did he get it? I think Dan's the one who's going to find it. Dan's the one who's going to try to, uh, or he's going to work with his dad to open up a portal to the other side. And they're going to use their family is going to cross through. Yes. So they're not, except for him and the dog. So that, the timeline stays the same. Yes. That's, that has to be, that has to be it. There's no other way. You got it. No. (laughs) Yeah. You you pretty much just wrote it for them. So (laughs) Netflix just has to renew it because I think that that has to happen. The uh, other thing, right, is Mm -hmm. Dan's father was doing the research and that's why he got, um, uh, what, sent home? He's on tenure, not tenure, right? He's, uh, he's on leave. On leave. administrative leave because of the research he was doing and the research he was doing was similar to that our theory was that when melody confirms that that uh she really is talking to dr steven turner's son dan um through the seance with beatrice that she was going to go to dr uh, talk to uh dr turner about it and he was going to start his research but i think dan's the one who gets him to start the research And they were kind of right to put him on leave because he did end up exposing Melody to a cult. Well, yeah. This was before. So I think uh, yeah, he got suspended in that. Yeah. Because, yeah, he did expose Melody and somebody reported him anonymous, anonymously, right? And yeah. right now the theory is that it's Sam. Sam reported him. So that he can get Sam's in the nineties. Yeah. Okay, because like I thought he was trapped in the the other world. Um. No, this was before. This is before all this. Remember, because Melody went up to him, and then he was, and Doctor Steve Turner was like, "Oh, um, um, like I thought you came over here and was trying to pull one on me because of uh." Because of what I did on the message boards, and then she was like, um, "What message boards? What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Are you fucking with me?" <laughs> She's like, "No, I'm serious. What are you talking about?" And he's like, "I talked to somebody, an anonymous person, who was looking for um, uh, qualities that you shared with me that you had as a kid." Where he it was, was reported. Yeah. And who reported it? Yeah, the question is who reported him because it wasn't Melody. And it wasn't Dan. We assume it's Sam to cover his tracks. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Assuming. It's, it could be Dan. Could be Iris. It can't be Dan, because Dan 
right in the 90s post yeah you're right you're right, you're right. events yeah you're right you're correct it was mm. it was had to be sam had to be either sam prior to being demon portaled or maybe iris who came out i don't know oh yeah that's another theory right because like what happened to her i didn't get to see her much she, i know she's she was stuck in there did she get out i don't know she pulled melody in with sam the assumption is that she used that to get out. But where? When? I think she is I think she got out and escaped the visor. Mm. We don't really see what happens. She might have just stayed in. And because in the other world, we only see Melody, we see a glimpse of Sam. We don't see anything about Iris. Do you, do you think? Cassandra's sister, right? Mm-hmm. Eleanor. Does she have any? Does she have a lot of similarities to Iris? Cassandra's sister. Yeah, Eleanor. but I mean, it's not. It's not really her sister. Yeah. It's her lover. But they have blonde hair, right? They're both wear the weird kryptonite thing. <laughs> so, what do you mean by like similarities? Like, like Cassandra, all right, all right. So, Cassandra's lover, whatever, Eleanor, mm-hmm. she was stuck in Kellogg's universe, right? At least that was his insinuation because yes. Annabelle was seeing her face, right? Yes, yes, she was painting her. But wasn't she painting Iris? Oh, wait, no, sorry. She wasn't painting Eleanor. She was painting Iris the entire time. Uh, she was painting Iris the entire time. Yes. But then what happened to Eleanor then? Like, they said she died, right? But how did she die? Where is she? Um, they said she accidentally drowned herself. And and then Annabelle was like, no, nah, she killed herself, dude. Like, that's mm. the only explanation. Something's up with that, too. I, I agree. With Seems that. strange. I think there's some connection between Eleanor and Iris Voss. I think there's a big connection there. They might be the same person or something. Something there is connecting. There's connective tissue there we're not seeing. Yeah, because we don't know why. I mean, we don't know any other fires that happened. You know what I mean? Portal Mm -hmm. could have been opened and Iris could have gone in and out. Even though... She was wearing the same dress she was wearing when she went into the portal. Iris? Yeah. I mean, she's we're dealing with weird time stuff. So yeah. she could have been there at that moment, but she also could have exited it mm. in the future and then entered the past. Like, <laughs> any true. amount of things could happen. Yeah. I. My theory is that she only came out at the end of uh where she came out in the visor we all saw her mm-hmm. but she pulled melody in and she left she got out she escaped into uh, the 90s and dan's 90s. there too yeah mm. yeah um but i i'd even go a step further and say that um she's melody's mother Iris? Yes. Well, we know her mother's a Baldong, though. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the other thing, right? Yeah, Iris is not a Baldung. So it can't be her. I thought that too, because their bone structures are very similar, but... Yeah, she she could the, pass for an older Iris Voss. She definitely could. But the, the whole Baldung blood thing throws that off for me. Yes. I really wanted that to be true. I think that was a theory for a while, but it just didn't pan out. Maybe she... I don't know found... how... N- neither of us saw that that was Melody's mother coming. <laughs> Yeah, that was so fucking good. Oh my god. Do you think there's some symmetry or there with Dan's dream and then he saw the the red hooded figure as his father mm-hmm. and then it's actually Melody's mother <laughs> that's the red hooded figure like cuz they're yeah. Dan and Melody are connected. I like that. Um mm. but that also made me think that that's why that Steven Dr. Steven Turner is there. Mm. He was able to contact. Um, he contacted uh, Dan and guided him to Melody's front door. Yeah. Um. Back to your other thing. Uh, maybe Iris Voss found the male Baldung and had a child with him. No, wait. You're right. No, oh, because man. because no, no, no. You're right. You're right. You're right. We're back. We're back. <laughs> because the woman is a Baldung. Mm-hmm. That's why she used her blood. Yeah. Because you need Baldung blood. Yeah, to Not do the ritual. Blood. Uh, okay, so now that's out of there. Um, the, the Annabelle's sp- insanity. <laughs> her descent into that's, madness. She, that's a sad, tragic end because yeah. she had such a quirky life to live and it went all down the drains yep. she spent upwards to 30 years in the insane asylum and back to your point about evelyn not evelyn um eleanor uh cassandra gave her the paint that eleanor used to paint where eleanor said she saw things right and then animal got her hold of it and she started painting just as well and she kept seeing a, a woman calling to her asking to get pulled out and Annabelle did retain some of her you know her spark because as soon as she's like as soon as Melody suggests oh that lady's bad she's like really and then she just starts erasing all the work yeah. she did I'm like <laughs> all right let's cover this shit up I didn't know that it's like oh yeah I saw that I saw that woman kill, uh, cut slit somebody's throat and about, and about God, like, I believe it right away. Let's yeah, get out of here. Fuck that. She starts like, I don't want her mm-hmm. out. <laughs> you want a ham sandwich? They have great ham sandwiches here. <laughs> yeah, that was that was tragic. Yeah. Um, I would love to know who she represented, though, because I feel like her character is important. But a lot. She will be important. Uh, I think she helps. She might, she might be a medium now. She definitely is going to help Dan. Because when she finally reunites with, well, when she, when Dan finally seeks her out and they talk, she's like, it took you long enough. And my that's theory, gonna, yeah. yeah, that's definitely going to coincide with him meeting her in the 90s. Which, and she says, she, he lets her know what happened. And which also, she's like, oh, uh, Jess left this for you, which means, tells me that Dan also meets Jess. Mm-hmm. So at some point, Dan's got to look out for these people. 
because he's the man to see about keeping like tapes, video, like old tapes mm-hmm. restored and clean and stuff. Yeah. And she just so happened to have a perfect undisturbed tape for him to view yeah. from Jess. Which was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Yeah. Um, yeah, another tragic character was Jess, right? Jess? Yeah. Well, she ended up having her own life, you know? Yeah. She left and joined the nuns, which to some people could be tragic, but I think to her she got something out of it. Out of it. Yeah. And she changed names so nobody can track her. Yeah. So she is free. Yeah. She was born oh. on the steps. Did her, in the did her mom get killed? I think so. Because think they her told her killed. they told her she was gonna join her when they do the ritual, and that's the same thing Iris told uh Rose that oh don't worry, you'll join your parents. Yeah, I think they killed. Sad. Yeah. She's with Father Russo now. Unfortunately. But yeah, she was born and uh, in the steps of the visitor, so they treated her. And I and they fed her the lines like, Oh, um, you can hold the whole world inside of you. Uh just all these um dispel, you know, like uh they made her feel important. They made her feel like the when she was part of the ritual that she was um, deserving of it, that she was going to be in a, play an important part. And, you know, we still don't understand um, who the sacrifice needs to be, if it needs to be anybody important. The only thing we know is that it's a female for the two times that there was a sacrifice. Um, there was no sacrifice needed when the... When um, uh, Melody's mom performed it, so that was cool. <laughs> but was it a uh, it? Yeah, Jess was had seizures. She she had visions of the demon. She was even what lifted up and and like choked all that shit, like that we saw from um. It looked like like to a normal eye maybe a seizure, but she definitely saw somebody behind Melody and Melody kept looking around. She moved back and all of a sudden she started getting choked. We don't know who that it, was. Could have been the demon, it could have been Iris Voss. It could have been. Yeah. Could have been any number. It could have been Samuel. Yeah. Tripping through time. And she's the one who told Melody in her interview, because Melody's like, Oh, like, why do you think people come to the visitor? And she's like because you get called to come to the visitor. Didn't didn't Sam call you to come? Like, did Sam send you here? And then we later find out that, yeah, he did. He used the story of which, fuck, fuck, thing, fuck, you know? Yeah. He took the information that he got from Dr. Steve Turner, found who Melody was, forged a, um, a letter that's claiming to be her mother, and beckoned mm. her to come to the visitor, all because he needed, he knew that she was a Baldung and he needed her blood to to pour on top of the statue. And Damn. I think, think it's more than that, too. So, my other theory. 
how did her mother right yes where is she in melody timeline in the 90s not there <laughs> like i don't know where she's at but eventually she joins virgil mm-hmm. gives him a a ton of blood to mm. store away for rituals i don't think uh, maybe uh, do you think that's not her blood it's definitely blood from the well done yeah i think cuz virgil has the wellspring right mm-hmm. and he um he used the wellsprings which is his ancestry.com where that's funny because there's a lot of conspiracy theories about like oh they want your dna but he took their dna because he was looking for i think he was looking for baldung to get their blood right yeah i think so and then you know he has a freezer full of blood so yeah you're it was baldung blood but she didn't even use it she used her own freaking hand to do it and my whole thing was like oh yeah she wanted her blood to to awaken uh no, to to open the portal to save her daughter. But I don't know. <laughs> Why have all that blood in the first place? That part really got to, like got me a little confused. Mm-hmm. But I I always just assumed it was the mom's blood because she was helping out. Mm-hmm. But then that would also mean Virgil knew she was about dung. I think, and Virgil... I think he did. I think he did. He did. He knew a lot more than he let on. Like, I still don't know if he was good or bad. You know what I mean? Or maybe that's the point. He isn't either. He just got convinced by... uh, Because there has to be something in it for him, right? How can uh, Melody's mother convince him to do all this stuff? Because that's what it sounds like. She convinced him to go on this, this hunt. But why? Unless motherfucking Dan finds her himself and convinces her to do it. Mm. I'm left with a lot of questions, but I don't know what the answers are now. <laughs> I think we're narrowing down on something, but we need more info. Yeah. Cuz I don't I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's happening. What if what if Dan just goes straight back to the future and all these theories are nothing? <laughs> That means that the the creators of the show listen to the podcast that we just made. Yeah, and they're the like, ears, nah, fuck. And they're like, oh, fuck these guys. <laughs> yeah, let's just change it up. Yeah, it'd be different. Dan died. Yeah. Um, what else? But yeah, uh, I mean, another important part was the, the comic Karan. Karan, mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it um it was a pair of comets twin comets yeah and they they come what every 70 or 60 something years 70 i think yeah 70 point like something um and this is they call it karan because they they the ferryman the ferryman of hell right that's also in the divine comedy uh it this is what takes you to the the you know the pathway to the the gates of hell yeah but there are two comets one of them landed on earth who knows how long ago and supposedly it's ended up in the the Foss family um possession 
and they used it to make jewelry because that's the jewelry that uh um iris foss wears who to jumbie's point it somehow made it to eleanor yeah and then she gave it to cassandra and mm. uh and it could be just something simple as that this eleanor was a collector she probably picked that up. She's a World War, post World War One artist, if I'm not mistaken. Which is also important, if you think about it, because this all this happened with Iris Voss during World War One. Not to think about, but yeah. They also from that comment they used paint. They made paint out of the, the, the comet, and that's what uh, Eleanor was painting with, and that's what Annabelle was painting with. Mm. And it's all over the building, the mold, right? What yeah. They thought it was mold was, you know, just demon material. Yeah, demon material. Mm -hmm. Oh man. So much to think about with this show. Yeah. It was excellent. Yeah, that's how good of a show it was. Mm -hmm. Um and I just love the fact that because I, I loved playing Dante's Inferno on the PS3. And yeah. I did read the Divine Comedy a long long ago, but a lot of the stuff is like over my head. I had to do research to like find some connections. We know that Dan is Dante. Going through the circles of hell. We know that Virgil's Dante's guide, which makes sense. He hires Dante and it's kinda that's Dante's go to man every time he gets stuck or or um something something's off, he goes he calls Virgil. So that's his guide. Um There's a bunch of Julia's and Julius's, like Julius mm -hmm. Caesar's in the Divine Comedy. But with with Dan Dan's Julia, I'll just call her Judas, because <laughs> she betrayed <laughs> Dan. <laughs> uh, Karan, the ferryman of the damn souls. Um, Helen Young. There's a Helen from um. The she was the queen of Sparta, but I don't think that relates. I think they just wanted to use the name Helen. But the one that really spoke to me was Mar Marco Lombardo. Lombardo. Marco Lombardo. Yes, or Mark for short. Hmm. Marco Lombardo is Dante Dante's companion through the, the circle of wrath, right? Uh, That's too similar to ignore. He discusses the nature of free will to, with Dante. And then... um. Like, uh, he's just explained to him like humans possess the gift of rationality and free will, you know, kind of like that speech he gave to him at the end. Like, it's like, how dare you fucking tell me that I only do this for my podcast? I did all this shit for you. Like, like he's a, like he's, he's Daniel's. He grounds da uh, Dan, right? Mm. And I think that like that's who they based Mark on. For for Beatrice, that was the one who sent 
Virgil to guide Dante. So I think that's we predict that's who who flicked the domino in that era. Yeah. Now Melody Pentress, I want to say she's Mary, and I think it's the Virgin Mary, um, because she doesn't say anything to Dante, but she is the one that gives Dante the capacity to to rise higher, and um, and it, like so that he experiences like motivates him. She she motivates him to like really dig in there and keep going and that's what we see with dan he wants to go um find out like what happened to her and save her life if he can man yeah i'm like lost in my head thinking about this stuff (laughs) and then don't don't, uh and then we got the circles of hell right limbo yeah we got limbo lust Gluttony, greed, <laughs> Which anger, one's your favorite? Hearsay, violence, fraud, treachery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of my favorite. Um, gluttony. I'm a gluttony. Gluttony. I like gluttony too. Yeah. So harm. You know, it's harm. It's harmful to you, but it doesn't hurt anybody. So Except here, for all those hungry people out there. So here's my theory. Mm-hmm. Well, not theory. Rather, that. Each episode is then getting further and further into the circles of hell. So this is just the first one. Um. So no, like the first episode was limbo because everything's normal, right? Yeah. Then he goes into lust. Um, we can make a big case for that. Uh, I would say even goes so far as to say, uh, like when when uh melody met sam she already kind of just threw herself at him and then we saw what like uh sam and tamara um like making like like having animalistic sex in the fucking uh the the community room like we never do that we never saw a sex scene again that was the only sex scene and that was like in the first two episodes that was grimy also i would like to point out that i couldn't find a relation of uh Tamara, Stefano, and anywhere. But there are harpies in the Divine Comedy. And I feel like she's a fucking harpy. <laughs> you think so? And you know what? I think she's a harpy too. It's the bangs, dude. It's the bangs. Those unnatural harpy like bangs? Yeah. I think so. I would be, I would be surprised if that wasn't true. <laughs> then we got gluttony. Um I'm just gonna half-ass it and be like, gluttony was just his need to find the truth. Like, like he finds the, the secret, um, compartment, and the, mm. like his gluttony for the truth. You know, it was leading him to, to bad, bad things. Same thing with um, Melody. Her gluttony for truth led her to the community room, where she saw everybody worshipping the demon statue greed can you make a case for greed like in episode 3 case for what happens in episode 3 specifically um that's a good ass question <laughs> <laughs> what was that called was that called was that the one 
uh, where Cassandra goes through the TV and grabs um, Dante by the throat. Dan scares him. Yeah, uh, I would say that's more anger. That's how it ends. Wrath. Yeah. Yeah, but um. Yeah, greed. Uh, you could still say the same thing. They just need to know the truth, and they keep digging further and further. But uh, episode five, right? That would be the 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 circle of hell violence, and that's mm-hmm. where um uh people who commit suicide end up. And and they at the end of that episode, one of the the quote unquote drunkies jumps off and kills himself so yeah we can go on and on about this but i i thought they did a very good job of like making it seem like he's going further and further into hell and then you what you got fraud fraud is finding out the voss family think that they're doing right but they're wrong and then yeah treachery that's the davenports for sure they represent the fraud aspect and then treachery, just the fact that they went to the deepest circles of hell. They literally, Dan literally went into the other world. So he went. I've been into- assuming Voss and Davenport's families are like the same one. Yeah. That's safe to assume, right? I, I, you made a very good case up for that. And I, that's what I believe now. I have to. Yeah. Right. Like it, it just makes too much sense. Yeah. Because Lucas, Iris's brother, didn't stay for that for that um for the Voss family mansion burning she yeah yeah Lucas left he's like look I got he could have just brought on the family name and then he's like I gotta go preserve the gene pool guys I'm out and that's what he did yeah they're wealthy people and then um yeah, they probably just stayed wealthy. And then the name Voss turned into Davenport. And that's probably yeah. how Sam found all this shit out. I'm going with that's the headcanon. Like that, that's that got to be true. Yeah. I don't see any other way. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to believe that um, uh, Melody was a Voss, but... Uh, the Davenport's being Voss's makes sense too. What if Melody? We don't know who her dad is. What if Melody is a Voss and a Baldung? That'd be crazy. That'd be sick. Because, I mean, it's super possible. Mm-hmm. It's not like Samuel wasn't super slick to begin with. Maybe <laughs> the Voss slash Davenport family, they kind of like swindled this unbeknowing Baldung mm-hmm. being Melody's mom mm-hmm. and that's how she came to be and then she figured and since out. Melody's mom was like oh like I'm a Baldung and these people just want my magic I'm getting rid of my daughter so the Davenports can never find her yeah which would also make Samuel related to her which is gross but you know what I don't put it past Samuel <laughs> that's true yeah. that is true that's a good one All right, so, man, yeah, there's, there's a lot of questions that like we keep circling back to because there's no yeah. nothing definite, but 
it season two definitely is going to happen. I don't see it's it needs to. And given that the podcast went on and this is like one of the hit shows for Netflix at the moment, apparently mm-hmm. it's hard to say because Netflix doesn't like to post their numbers, but yeah, I have to imagine it's a hit show. So, I and I can't get enough. Like I want the answers now, and honestly, the biggest question I want answered is that there's going to be a season two. I need that first. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there was one before we recorded this that we'd have like a definitive yes or no. But maybe if there is a yes, we'll like re-edit the ending of this and just be like, "There's a season two. <laughs> Bye. Bye." Um, you know who we need to talk about the Turner family. The Turners? Yeah. Dr. Steve Turner. Yeah. The world's most calming man. (laughs) Love the acting. Love the character. Did a lot with his facial expressions. Also, they have a dog named Cleo. Cleopatra is in the Divine Comedy. Just throwing that out there. What does Cleopatra do in the Divine Comedy? She's in the Circle of Lust, which was episode one. Weird thing (laughs) for a dog. (laughs) Um, but yeah, Dr. Steve Turner, we can't ignore the fact that Dan's, uh, sister mm. knew how to play the tune from the visor that Tamara was pushing out there, that they're all humming, right? Why did she know? That's a huge thing that's going to come up. And it pissed off Dr. Steve Turner. Why did he know it was something bad? Yeah. Season two, like all the way. It has to be. Yeah. Um... She's the one who talked to a young Dan when they were like, when Dan was a child. She mm-hmm. was like around the same age. I don't know if older or younger, but she told him that she sees ghosts. And then she's like, most of the time they're just scared and lost. They just need to figure out a way um, to, you know, to, you know, to figure out what's going on. And that's the tool Dan used to, to talk to Melody. It didn't calm her down. It pissed her off, but um she she understood later. So that was like one of those things where you're gonna hate me now for this, but later on you're gonna understand why I told you. But he learned it from his sister. She has to be about Dougie. There's too much. There's so much <laughs> theories and like the possibility of getting no answers is gonna be is gonna be a big letdown. Yeah. Oh my god. This isn't one of those like like Westworld season one where it's like, oh, if it ended right there, I'm good with that. <laughs> you know, like I need more. I need more of this series. It's too good to leave it where it's at. I agree. It, more people need to watch this. If you're if you made it up all the way over here at this part of the podcast, just let your friends know. Get them into it. It's an awesome, mm-hmm. awesome show. And this show strikes me as one of those shows that's like its first season isn't its best season. (laughs) It'll get better because a lot of shows have that like sick first season and then they get lazy in writing. But I don't think this is going to be the case. They have a plan for the show. Yes, they have a plan. The the director, the creator came on and said, we made this show with season two in mind. And there's so much foreshadowing that you can just go back to and just be like after watching season two be like oh my god that makes sense but they have to make season two i already see yeah everything we've come up with today 
is evident of that. Like there wouldn't be so many questions and hanging plot threads if they didn't have season two in mind. Yeah. I got a big one for you. All right. And this is not mine. I wish it was because, but Melody in the other world, when Dan's going through the, trying to get back to the real world and he's going through the different channels on the TV, right? Yeah. Jumby famously said, never separate but Melody separates. She hears a humming coming from uh, the air vent. So she has to go investigate it. She opens it up and the humming stops. She looks to the the mirror, not the mirror, the, the window, mm-hmm. and she sees uh, the demon staring right back at her she screams she turns around she sees the mirror and she screams and dan runs in grabs her and gets out right no questions asked she's screaming we gotta get the fuck out of here um the two places she looked were reflections a mirror and a window The demon is in her. That's why they needed her. She went in. The demon is in her. And that's why Sam took her out. Damn. That would be so horrible. Yeah. And that would explain why Sam did what he did. No, I think that's true. And I don't want it to be. (laughs) Uh... They got Iris in there, but Iris is not a Baldung, so that's why she got out. Um, I think the visions people are seeing, like when they dream of Melody, they dream of Iris, or they like, please mm-hmm. take me out. I think that's the demon using those two images to try to do the ritual and get them out. Damn. I think you're right. Yeah. Or I think this person's right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good one, right? The reflection. Yeah. That's a reflection. Homeboy's out there. And that's why Dan needs to go to the future. Because he needs to get Melody safe again. She's not safe. Or the world's going to end. And only for whatever reason, (laughs) Dan and Melody are the only people that can stop it. And I think Sam knows that. From Dan's perspective, it's still going to be like, I got to make Melody safe. He's very one note, one track (laughs) mind. Yeah. The world is secondary. That's true. But the other theory is that uh, that Dan and Melody together can do it. And that's why Sam is separating them. Dan and... Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Because why throw him in the past? That doesn't make sense. You could just kill him. Yeah. Or eat him. Yeah. <laughs> Or whatever it is demons do. Do you think Sam made it out? Do I think Sam made it out? Where, though? In 2021. Or 22. Or do you think he's in 1994? I think if he made it out in 2022, we would have saw him in that room. He could have just... So I, they could have just been distracted and he got the fuck out of there. Could be. Man, 
Hmm. Nah, I don't think he was there. I think he was in the 40s or something. Yeah. Yeah, or he got out in the 90s because we didn't see where Dan exited. Yeah. Since we're in this realm, this this really speaks like dark to me, which should be on that list too. Of what if Bly Manor, Hill House, Stranger Things, Midnight Mass, Archive Eighty One, and Dark. Because hm. that was a good dark. One. Dark yeah. was a good one. What if Helog the demon is not possessing Melody, hmm. but instead Sam is. Sam's possessing. Melody? Sam and Melody exited together. Mm. We see Melody only. We don't see Sam. Mm-hmm. What if Sam did get out, but he's in Melody's body? That would suck. That'd super suck, but I don't know how Melody's reaction was when she left, but it seemed kind of it could be all over the place. She wasn't like relieved to be out. She wasn't freaked out. She was just kind of like looking around. Yeah. And her Could person... be possessed. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Only only season two can tell us these things. <laughs> and I'll be damned if we remember half of these theories yeah. when that happens. It's a good thing we have a podcast to listen to. That's true. We could just listen to it again. <laughs> oh, man. There's... Um, I feel like if there's... they announce it, we'll do a, a post or like a pre-show for season two and be like all right here's the questions that we have going into it be like 15 minutes and then we start yo but you know what sucks like they still have to make it you know what i mean yeah so it's, it's, still, film it. like, it's not like they're filming it right now and they're gonna like oh it's coming back they we got renewed and it's coming out next month like we have to wait for this yeah it's not coming this year guys or next year um Another strong theme I feel from this is uh we got the circles of hell we got um divine comedy mm. but mental health was also a big uh, plot point right? yeah Dan's mental health yeah Melody being gaslit into thinking she's crazy yep everybody, for a time everybody was saying that she was crazy because because no one was believing her um. Jess was being bullied. That's what caused her to start like believing everything that was coming out of Sam's mouth. Um, Doctor Steve Turner, he's a psychiatrist. <laughs> he's a therapist, mm. rather. So, you know, that's how he met Melody. Uh, Dan's mental health was quality, was like after Julia broke, cheated on him. He entered that realm of almost maybe temporary suicidal. He definitely wasn't eating or sleeping. He was just, mm. it triggered something of his abandonment issues, I think is what they said, from his parents dying in the fire, um, and his family dying in the fire, rather. That could have been it for him if he didn't have, like, a really rich friend Yeah. to get him help because yeah. he lives in America. Hmm. And, by the way, the the Virgil, Mark... Uh, confrontation was great. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I was waiting for, and hoping for it, and it came, and they just, Virgil doesn't pull punches. He just tells it like it is. And he's like, oh, you, you made this on, uh, y'all, you did this by yourself? Um, or your daddy's dime, rather? Hmm. 
Yeah, and Mark's like, what the fuck do you want? Like you worked for anything, Mr. Davenport. You inherited all your money <laughs> and then carried on the business that was handed to you. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we got uh, Dan's mental health was also called into question. Like to the point where we were questioning if he was a reliable narrator because of everything that was going on. So, so I thought that was like interesting too, how they um, incorporated that into it and how, you know, what Annabelle was to Melody. Cause, and it's funny cause I feel Melody was more grounded than Annabelle, but the fact that Annabelle was more like free spirited, it kind of took, took her foot off the ground, so to speak. But, um, Dan was way up in the air and Mark was the one to ground him. So like, yeah, yeah. Having a friend really helps. Friend like Mark. Yeah. Not a friend like Dan who just <laughs> cuss you out for yeah. for doing the stuff he tells you to do. Or ghost you. Yeah. Or call you when he needs something. <laughs> That's all he does. Yeah. Oh man. Religion was also a big theme here. Yeah, faith. Yeah. Um, angels versus demons. Yeah. Uh, the the demon was definitely described as an otherworldly being, neither god nor demon, but mm. he did have that like extraterrestrial look, which Jumpy was, uh, predicting. He has that like, what alien or He's an alien? Yeah. He he looks like the aliens from Independence Day. That's just what he looks like. And it makes sense, like he, like this comet that started this whole thing came from outer space. Yeah, so maybe that comet came from the other side. Who knows? Hmm. So yeah, I know. I read a criticism that they try to put push a lot of tropes into this series, but mm-hmm. I feel like they did a good job of like just grazing it and keep going through. What do you think? I think they did a good job, yeah. Yeah. A really decent job. Like the comment was important, but the extraterrestrial part, like yeah, like they, they touched it, you know. Hmm. Is it an alien? I like dimensional being, but it's just him, so I don't know. Is it an interdimensional being? Maybe. Which, you know, takes from Stranger and Things. And if it is, what's its goals in life? Destruction. It just wants destruction. But that doesn't make sense because Melody's mom was like, oh, he's also desperate and is lonely. He's going to try to keep you there. So I don't know. I don't know either. That's a very like two sides of the same coin. You know, like he he's lonely, but he wants to destroy everything. Oh man. And I guess you're not supposed to know. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Not meant to be. You don't have to know. Yeah. You just know that it's not. If they over explained it, it would be lame. Yeah. 
Yeah, we don't need an origin story for this dude. No, I don't need to know who his parents are and what's his motivation. You know, I like asking the question, but I don't actually want the answer for this particular one. Yeah. His motivation is he's a big alien. That's it. He's mean. (laughs) Bad boy. And I love the music for this, though. Like, speaking of that, every time weird stuff happens, it has this, like, um, a tune that reminds me of, like, outer space. You know, a celestial tune is the best way Mm. I could put it. A celestial tune. Yeah. Like... (laughs) The the humming is very demonic. In my yeah, yeah, it's cults. hard to listen to. Very, very cultish. Scary. Um, they recreated the Voss Mansion in that. I remember, remember when we called out that the statue was in the freaking the the, the mansion. Visit? Yeah. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the compound or whatever that he was mm-hmm. staying at, and it's like, oh, it has to be there. That's why he's seeing all this stuff. Like, why did Virgil build it though? <laughs> If he's not trying to do the ritual, I'm so he's so confusing. Yeah, this it has to do with Melody's mother. She she convinced him, and I don't know how. She's his wife. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's she's his wife. Yeah, that's what I think. Which makes Sam and or not wife, but that's his concubine, I guess. <sighs> It's it's weird, and that's the other thing. Like Virgil's still such of like that's why I love him so much. Like he's just so we don't know what he's gonna do. Unpredictable. Oh yeah, and we can't forget Iris Voss's mental state. Right? She mm-hmm. she's she's the one who started this whole thing. And, what brought her to the cult? Uh, she. Um, this something that her dad talked about her dad did and she used the money to get all the items right this is like her father put this in her mind that the demon can give her all the riches but Lucas um, uh, had to be the reality check and like hey you uh, you're gonna do this people are gonna die to bring this thing out and then She's like, no, he's going to start a new world. He's here for that. And he's like, like, people are going to die. Is that worth it for a child? Because really what she wanted was a child. Her husband died in World War One. Her dad died in World War One. Um, She wants to have a baby. She couldn't have a baby. And the demon. Then she is... had Melody. <laughs> yeah. I wish I wish that theory is right, but it wouldn't no, make sense. Can't be. Yeah, she has to be about that. But she had, uh, she wanted a baby, and the demon promised her the baby, and that's why that's the, really what she's doing is. And when Lucas calls her out, you could see her mentally break. She well, has. She had twins. Ooh. <laughs> Samuel and Virgil. They're definitely not twins. I know. Unless Sam is really Fraternal. good, at, has been freaking like. Um, what time hopping for God knows how long? <laughs> Virgil, who knows how young he looked in the nineties? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's assuming he, uh, you know, he could be <laughs> Samuel could be Virgil's father. You know what I mean? You see, now we're just in the realm. Like anything <laughs> could happen, guys. Yeah, just, anything. Yeah. 
I don't like it. I'd rather just keep it grounded, you know? Don't go too yeah. crazy. I, they introduce time travel. Once you do that, everything just flies off the rails. Like, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, and I think it's funny that Father Russo, like, just was on the cusp of figuring everything out. But, like... Then he got murdered. And then after the episode is when they confirm everything. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Father Russo. Yeah. You lived one more day. You would have. You would have had all the answers. Yeah. <sighs> oh, what about the exorcism? It looked like it was working. I don't know if it was working, but he was. He was doing something. He knew something was in there when it wasn't supposed to. Yeah. If it did work, then you'd truly be working with demons. And then the. The pictures. Of like just a demon in the background chilling that's scared yeah and the other pictures where there's people there past you know seance dwellers mm-hmm. all right cool well yeah i think that we can wrap this up the mm-hmm. talked a lot about um but we still haven't gotten any further and what we in <laughs> I don't know. A lot of questions got answered. We're happy for that. Yeah. A lot of questions still up in the air. We need season two. We need it. It'll determine my overall feel of the show. Because right now I love it. Mm-hmm. But if they're like canceled, then I hate it because I don't get my answers. Like I don't know what's going to happen. It'd be like ending Breaking Bad at its first season. It's like that would suck. That would suck. Even though that first season's perfect. Like it would suck if you don't get the rest of the story. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, and it's I don't consider this in the category of like this season has potential, it could have been better. No, it was no, I thought it was really good. It great. Got my, I just need hooked me in. Yeah, it got your attention. Like it the only thing you need now is more. It's yeah. all I want. Yeah. Me too. With that being said, any last words, Jumby? Amen. Amen. All right. Well, that concludes another episode of Phantoms of Silver Screen. If you enjoyed this episode, please check out any other content we may have provided for you. Um, If you enjoyed what you heard or anything else, please give us a like, subscribe, follow, or anything that shows us that you love us because you know what? We love you. Even if you don't love us, we still love you. And we wish you well. Bye. Bye.